Good morning, all listeners. It is 8.40 a.m. on Sunday, September 5th, 2021, and this is episode 77 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. Ah, Boogie! And I am the Baron. What up, Baron? What up, Boogie? How you doing today? I am wonderful. We have a Sunday slate. I can't wait to win some money. Um, It's Sunday fun day. It is Sunday fun day. We actually... Wanted to apologize for yesterday's college football fiasco, is what we'll call it. Lost, came out on top with a late night bender of a of a of a bet on the LSU over, squeaking by by a half a point. But nonetheless, three and six and two and seven, not going to cut the cheese. But guess what? We're past that. We come back today. Yep, we ain't going back, and we're coming back. That's, That's right. all I got to say. A lot to talk about on today's pod, episode seventy seven here, brought to you by threefreepicks.com. We have our best bets. We have a college football game tonight. We got some baseball. We're going to recap Saturday's action. We got a golf winner for you guys, too. But to start off our show, we got some tidbits. Topics and tidbits brought to you by 3freepicks.com, of course. 3freepicks.com. Go subscribe via email. You'll get three free picks sent every day. Pick it at a 66% clip. Go win yourself some money. Hey, Baron. You know, yesterday was a crazy day. With all of our college football games, yes, uh, you know we saw a lot of winners. We also saw a lot of losers. Uh, but I want to talk about something that's really important, and uh, just wanted to let everybody know to be careful out there uh, with this COVID. A lot of things are not are not the same as they were a couple of years ago. Uh, but we do have in sports right now, in regards to that, mm-hmm. a couple of COVID information uh, around the sports world. We have Oscar De La Hoya earlier this week tested positive for COVID. Uh, he is getting ready for his comeback fight after being destroyed in 2008 by Manny Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. 13 years later, he was coming back. I don't understand why these boxers got to do this, but a lot of them, like Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, Oscar De La Hoya now, yeah. are trying to come back against these UFC uh I guess you could say has-beens. Yeah. So De La Hoya was supposed to fight this weekend coming up against Vitor Belfort. He is now going to be replaced uh, due to COVID as he is hopefully going to get healthier uh, with COVID. As Evander Holyfield is going to take his place at 59 years old. What? Yeah, Evander Holyfield. Now, right now, uh, it is scheduled to fight... I believe in California, uh, as his replacement, he will be 59 years old after, I believe, five weeks after the fight. Uh, Vitor Belfort is 1-0 now in boxing. So if Holyfield cannot get licensed in California, they believe will be moving it to Florida. That is crazy. That's, that's unbelievable. So, I, 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 just, crazy story. Evander Holyfield. Evan, real he has, deal. He has, the real deal. The real deal. Where he, is that? Doesn't he have? Doesn't he have one here? Yeah, he got one here. I think he. he I, got one I, here. I, think, I think he got it fixed by now. But yeah, he's making a comeback after he saw his counterpart Mike Tyson being able to do it. So now, of course, every old fighter thinks he can do that. It's just crazy. Uh, we have another COVID testing positive in the sports world. Lane Kiffin, the Mm -hmm. great head coach for the Ole Miss Mississippi uh, college football team. He is taking a leave of absence as he has tested positive this week for COVID. Uh, He's already been vaccinated, and he said he's grateful to be vaccinated. 
We are wishing him a healthy recovery as he will miss tomorrow night's opening debut game against Louisville, which is a really interesting situation because the Monday night games usually are showcased as a primetime game where you see these recruits watching. And uh, as far as the money goes, we have to see because Lane Kiffin, I know, loves loves the offense. So yeah. we were looking at maybe him showcasing some of his players and being able to go ahead and uh, route Louisville. So we'll see if uh, the, the tide turns for uh, Louisville backers. Yeah, I mean, a 10-point spread on that game over under is 76 points. Crazy. That's a lot. That's crazy. So we'll see if they can push it. Um, I'm thinking that uh, towards the end, I think that they can still do it. I think they can cover the 10. Uh, but we will go ahead and uh, I'm not touching that total, though. No, if I do touch that total, I got to go under the 76. Oh, God, are, are you tired, my man? Oh, it's been a long night. Yeah? I'm waking up, though. I'm okay. A, a lot of a lot of winners, a lot of losers? Yes, what? I got. I took my licks last night. I was in a 12-round boxing match. And, oh, gosh. Yeah, but um, nonetheless, Ole Miss and Louisville, I'd go under the 76, I think. That's, that's just crazy to me. Crazy amount of points. No Lane Kiffin there. Um, Monday night game, very interesting ESPN Chick-fil-A kickoff game. Interesting first game. Louisville hasn't been able to stop a nosebleed over the years on defense, though, so that's kind of tough to back an under against a team that doesn't stop anybody. So I'll be interested to see how Ole Miss does without Lane Kiffin on the sideline tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, some sad news in uh, the college, uh, college football world also. The other night when Ohio State beat Minnesota, Minnesota star running back Muhammad Ibrahim uh, is possibly going to be out for a while. He hurt himself the other day uh, in the game. He led the nation in rushing attempts per game last season with 28.7 and was rushing the ball for the 30th time on Thursday night when he went down with the leg injury. Uh, we're not sure if he's going to be lost for the season, but it's going to be a tough sledding with the workhorse running back that he is. Wow. I wish him the best. I hope he... Um... I hope he gets better and a speedy recovery for sure. Absolutely. What else you got on your mind, my man? I was thinking about this uh, this baseball stretch run that we're that we're talking about. Um, we wanted to go over maybe some teams that are going to have like that outside playoff push, Ooh. Um, so to speak. As we promised, we go over these standings all the time. We've got a a good list of teams here that. We may think can make a, a nice push at it. Um, you know, coming into today, you've got the Rays with a seven and a half game lead in, on the Yanks, eight game lead on the Red Sox. Um, it's looking like, I mean, how many games has it been played? 146, 136. So roughly 24 games left for most of these teams. So that's roughly going to be about four more weeks of action. The stretch run of September. Stretch run of September. Um, Tampa Bay looking like the AL East champ. Up seven and a half with 24 left. That's going to be tough for them to squander that, I think. It's going to be tough for the Yankees to catch them. I think the Yankees can go ahead and overtake the Red Sox uh, in this playoff run. Uh, and then, of course, they probably will have to uh, battle them in a uh, wild card game. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's looking like. Um, the Blue Jays now 13 back, so they're probably outside looking in when it comes to the postseason. When you look at the Central Bugs, 
just like every week we talk about the White Sox, they pretty much got this thing wrapped up. Run away the game. <clears throat> Running away. Ten and a half game lead over the Indians with 24 games left. So you probably chalk them up as the AL Central champion. Going back and forth with the Astros, who have a five-and-a-half game lead on the Mariners and A's in the American League West of five-and-a-half with 24 left. That is the tightest race in the American League right now. Um, any of these teams sticking out to you for maybe a, 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 a playoff run? Maybe the Yankees? I think the Yankees, if they can uh, solidify their pitching, I think they have a good chance. Tampa Bay just overtook everybody this season uh, towards the second half. Yankees have had a great second half, but they remember they had a horrible first half. Yeah. So to get to the point where they were right now, it took a lot. And uh, now they're battling. They're battling in this, this September. Uh, I remember not long ago, me and you just discussing, I just wanted to see what was going on with that special 1998 team mm-hmm. uh, that the Yankees had. They were already at 92, 93 wins a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And we have the Rays at 86 wins. So they are still way off of that superior yeah. Yankee team of 98. Uh, you do have down at the bottom here, we have uh, also the Dodgers at 86 and the uh, Giants mm-hmm. also at 86 wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this year it looks like it's just a, it's just a really very uh, competitive, not a, not a great – Superior team, so it's going to be interesting to see once you get in the playoffs. I agree 100%. Three teams at 86 and 50 the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Rays. The Dodgers and Do- Giants play Sunday night baseball tonight. Walker Bueller on the mound for the Dodgers. Winner goes in the next week, the National League West leaders. Um, when you peek at the wild card positioning, as we mentioned, the Yankees with a half game lead on the Red Sox. So right there, it's looking more and more like a two-horse race. The Mariners and A's are four back, and the Blue Jays are five back of the wild card. So it's going to take a humongous push from one of those teams to get that position. But, man, Yankees, Red Sox in a winner-go-home game from Yankee Stadium or maybe Fenway, only a half-game lead for the Yanks. So it's looking more and more like Yankees versus Red Sox in that wild card game, and that is going to be a must-watch game. Yeah, they actually play the uh, last weekend of the regular season as well. So Mm -hmm. that could be a huge playoff uh, deciding factor right there. Yeah, huge implications there. That could actually decide who hosts the wild card game, depending on how it all works out. But we have one more month of the season to go, roughly about four weeks, and then playoff time starts. So we will keep you posted on the American League. In the National League, things are a little tighter in the National League East with the Atlanta Braves having a two-game lead on the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, Neither team has been able to capitalize as of late, both losing two in a row. The uh, Braves are three and seven in their last ten. Philly has been able to make strides at catching them. So Philly is only two games back of Atlanta. And uh, the Mets, who completely squandered away the division lead a few weeks ago, they still remain only three and a half back. So that NL East race coming right down to the wire between three teams that are going to see a lot of each other and play each other a lot. Um, any uh, predictions out of the National League East from you in regards to the division champion? I mean, like we said, you know, the Mets have been choking the second half of the season. This is honestly a really tough call for me. Uh, the Braves should bring uh, a lot of a lot of their great pitching that they have. The Braves should bring it home. Uh you know, I think if Jacob DeGrom can come back uh, for this Mets team, maybe that will help them out a little bit. 
and uh, maybe they'll get some of their confidence back. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to see. I really don't have a uh, an opinion on the Phillies. They've been up and down, you know, since Bryce Harper came back. Uh, they've been playing a lot bit better. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. Two, three-and-a-half game lead for the Braves over the Phillies and the Mets. And it's going to be interesting. They'll see about beating up each other in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And we'll see where the cards may fall. The uh, Braves are the only team in the National League East with a positive run differential. So the Braves look like the strongest team. I would really be enticed if they had Ronald Acuna Jr. healthy because that could make them even oh, more dangerous. A- absolutely. You know, him not being there, it's tough for them. But I'm interested. That's going to be like the lone great race, as, you know, in, in the National League. Um, the Central's pretty much wrapped up by the Brewers, who are 10 games up on the Reds, 12 and a half up on the Cards. So that division, much like the American League Central with the White Sox, Brewers pretty much have everything sealed up um, in the Central. And the NL West, two-horse race now. Dodgers and the Giants, same record. They split the first two games of this great series. A walk-off win by San Francisco to take a one-game lead in the division on Friday night. Dodgers come back last night, beat them 6-1. to one. Now they have a Sunday night baseball showdown. Winner leads the division. Crazy how one of these great teams are going to end up in that wild-card game. Now, speaking of the National League wild-card what do you got for me? Dodgers Giants are obviously tied, so they have a 13 and a half game lead. So 13 and a half game lead. Yep, you might as well just chalk it up that whoever does not win that National League West will be hosting the NL wildcard game. <coughs> Good luck. Cincinnati Reds occupying the second wild card spot. So right now, Reds to visit either the Dodgers and the Giants. Now, it's a little tight for that wild card in the National League. We have a few more teams that actually have shots at it. The Padres are only a half a game back. The St. Louis Cardinals, who have battled and battled and battled, two and a half games back. The Phillies are three back, and the Mets are four and a half back. Incredible. I wanted to note, too, that the Colorado Rockies are nine and a half games back. Probably not going to make the cut. They're terrible. But I wanted to tell you that if they had any sort of road wins, they would be right there with the Reds. Did you know? Have they won 20 games yet on the road? I don't think so. They've won 18 games on the road. They are 18 and 50 on the road. And 45 and 23 at home. That's pretty good at home. Unbelievable. They're out, though. So, out of this group of teams... Who are you most interested? Obviously, the Dodgers and the Giants and the Brewers and whoever wins the NL East is going to get in. Do you think the Padres can make a splash if they get in? I mean, the Reds have a guy named Winker that's on the uh, IL right now. Yes. He's an outfielder. He has been one of their key members of their, their hitting, and they have lost a lot of uh, a lot of their, their run support from this guy. Mm-hmm. He comes back. Uh, I think in another week or so, mm-hmm. I think that uh, he might be able to help this team out. The Padres had lost uh, Tatis for a while due to injury, and uh, their pitching is not holding up the way that we thought they were on paper prior to the season starting. Mm-hmm. Snell's been all right. Uh, Paddock coming back a little bit, but not as great as we thought. Uh, and still, yet, they are right there for this wild card spot. I yeah. think it's going to come down to the Padres, the Reds, 
And the Cardinals, for some reason, I just can't see them getting it done. Yadier Molina just got re-signed to an extension on their contract. Great catcher for that team. Uh, they're pitching pretty good. Uh, they always seem to be in the race, but I believe it's going to be either the Padres or the Reds. Yeah, that's kind of how it's looking. I mean, the Cardinals got their pitching in order, so they could be scary if they get in. They have Goldschmidt and Arenado in that lineup too, so I'm, it's going to be interesting uh, for the NL wild card, but um, it's going to be fun. A lot more interesting than the AL. I mean, the AL's got a few teams in there too, but four or five games back is a lot. At this point in the season, I mean, you pretty much got to gain at least one game per week to get back into it. So I'm interested to see who gets hot here towards the end of the season. I mean, the only way that they can do it with the A's, the Blue Jays, are going to be if the Yankees or the Red Sox can just absolutely just tank the last couple weeks. Yeah, they're going to have, I mean, you could you could even venture to say that if, as long as the Yankees or the Red Sox play 500 baseball this last month of the season, they're probably going to maintain their position. Um before we dive into baseball, Boog, um, we obviously want a quick recap college, but we have a golf winner for everybody today. We have a golf winner. Tell of, the of world. Of course we have a golf winner. And, uh, and this is a winner that we've cashed. He's been a cash cow for us over, over the years. major cash cow. Go ahead and tell him what's up with this. Yo, we got... Tour championship. We got the tour championship from East Lake Golf Club in Atlanta, Georgia this weekend. Patrick Cantley is leading right now with a score of a minus 20. He is facing John Rahm on the back back nine today. Mm-hmm. Minus 18 where John Rahm is. Yep, John Rahm two strokes back. Great value here, folks. John Rahm plus $1.25. I love it. I love it. I cast on John Rahm earlier in the summer for an 11-1 to hit. Mm-hmm. I am going to back him again today. The guy has got his, his thing going. His stroke is going. Yeah. I like him to come back today and beat the American Patrick Cantley. This is damn near best bet material for John Rahm here. Patrick Cantley won that golf tournament in a playoff against Bryson DeChambeau last week. Now he's right back in the driver's seat of this one. But to get John Rahm, the top-ranked player in the world, plus $1.25, only two strokes back, they're paired together. I think he plays some good golf today and win this tournament. I'm going to take John Rahm at plus a plus a dollar twenty five. Absolutely agree with you, Baron. That's a really good, really good bet there. Um, college football, obviously, we saw Week One recap um, yesterday. A whole bunch of good games. You cashed on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Bryce Young, uh, early Heisman favorite, to say the least. Three hundred and forty four yards, four touchdowns. Alabama rolls Miami. Um, Oklahoma wins a tight one. That Georgia-Clemson game, what a defensive battle that was. What a game that was. Yeah. Uh, you had uh, Dabo Sweeney not happy with his Clemson team. You know, this team has lost a lot of great players as well every <clears> year. <throat> uh, yep. You know, you're going to see a lot of the turnover. Uh, you had uh, Justin Ross still. On this team, yeah. uh, and uh, our our is a ukulele guy mm-hmm. <laughs> for Clemson, the quarterback for Clemson. He showed some great uh, efforts last year in for the COVID-ridden Trevor Lawrence, star yeah. quarterback, who's now in the NFL. They just couldn't get it done yesterday. It was a great defensive battle. Georgia came up, didn't even score a offensive touchdown. Winds up winning on a pick six. Yeah. Wind up winning by seven. Uh, Georgia the underdog, 
We both called it. We both liked Georgia plus the points on the money line. Uh, I I don't know. Like I said, I said Georgia was going to have a tougher time getting into the playoff if they lost yesterday. Now it seems like Clemson, they got to prove something. They got to prove something because I really don't know where they're going to be able to come in and uh, beat up on all of these ACC teams that are not very good this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. we'll have to see. I mean, you've got Notre Dame. That's pretty much it. Florida State plays them today. And if Florida State can somehow win, who knows what's going to happen with that conference. Yeah, I mean, the ACC, They, I saw some good showings out of the ACC over the weekend. I mean, NC State looks tough. Um, they do, but they're playing South Florida. You're right, but 45 zip, I mean, Impressive. offensively and defensively. I'm excited to see how they do this year when they when they match up with Clemson. Boston College, 51 nothing over Colgate. I mean, a lot of these teams just had tune-ups, but overall the ACC a decent weekend. Um, I also wanted to touch on one more thing in regards to college football in last night's game between, um, well, yesterday's game, Penn State and Wisconsin, maybe the game of the day, a 16-10 to 10 win there. We lost on that Wisconsin. So I gave out plus 10.5 over points for Penn State in the, yeah, first half. in the first half. I was supposed to say the second half because they got 0-0 score at halftime. Yeah. Penn State comes out and wins 16-10 to 10 yeah. in the second half. Yes, second half win for Penn State there. Florida beats Florida Atlantic by three tutties. USC 30-7. to seven. They look good. How about UCLA last night? Impressive. Impressive it was for UCLA. Uh, Chip Kelly finally got his squad running well. Three losing seasons the last three years for Chip Kelly. He finally gets his UCLA team uh, on the winning side in impressive fashion, beating LSU, who, mind you, wasn't great last year at 5-5, five and five, uh-huh. but they were number 16 going into today. I believe they'll be out of the rankings, and I believe UCLA now will be in the rankings. They will be, 2-0. And they got a couple of good horses on that team with um, Robinson, and you've got Dorian Thomas-Robinson as the quarterback. Three touchdowns, one interception. Yeah. Uh, you got uh, Chambelot. Yeah, Charbonnet. Yeah. Charbonnet. Yeah. My man was a workhorse yesterday as a running back for UCLA. Mm-hmm. Man, he was beastly. I can't wait to see them play next week. Yeah, I'm excited to see um, how they do the rest of the season. When you look at their schedule here, they actually have a bye after playing first two games here, and then they get Fresno State at home, which will be a good game. That's going to be a good game. Fresno's been putting up some points. So that's going to be interesting to see that game. U- UCLA, Chip Kelly's probably best team starting at 2-0. A big win last night, so shout out to that. Um, now, Boogs, before we dive in, we obviously have a college football game tonight, which will be the last thing we talk about, but uh, we got baseball. Uh, it's a little after nine. Baseball starts in about an hour, so we're actually going to be getting episode seventy-seven out to all you listeners prior to um, these games starting. When you look at the uh, the ten a.m. games here, what are you uh, what are you looking at at ten a.m.? Man, I mean, Yankees are playing the Orioles here today. Corey Kluber's on the mound. His second game coming back from the IL didn't look good the last game. He is a minus 330. Jeez. I am not touching that game at all. Uh, I'm not laying $3 from a guy that that couldn't prove himself after his first game back. Yes. Uh, mind you all, all backers and betters, though, remember a lot of the times when uh, these guys come back from injury, it's going to take them a little while. I think he only uh, pitched about two, three innings. He was on a pitch count. Uh, but now all of a sudden he's laying 330? 
Are you kidding me? It's crazy. 3.30. I know the Yankees are playing the Orioles, and they're at home. Uh, I'm going to stay off that game. We got the Mets and the Nationals. Uh, I'm staying off that game. I'm looking at a Blue Jay team right now. Okay. The Blue Jays against the A's. Yeah. Robbie Ray is on the mound. I am taking the Blue Jays minus one and a half runs, minus $1.15 over the Athletics. You got Cole Irvin on the mound for the A's. He hasn't pitched well this year. His ERA is decent, under four, but uh, they just don't play very well with him on the mound. Robbie Ray is having a great year. I'm taking the Blue Jays minus one and a half over the A's today. I can back you there. I'm going to circle back to the Nationals and the Mets. I'm actually going to go with the Washington Nationals today as a home dog plus $1.15. Can't back a team that doesn't hit. Yeah, the Nationals are out, but they're playing for pride. They've actually played decently since uh, they lost all their players. Great comeback win yesterday. I'm actually going to go Washington Nationals home dog plus $1.15. Um to talk about Indians, Red Sox here. The weirdest line of the day, the Red Sox are at home, minus $1.25 against an Indians team who's nine and a half back of the wild card. Makes no sense to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not taking the bait there. I'm actually gonna go with my second plus one fifteen of the day. Give me the Cleveland Indians plus a dollar fifteen as well. Okay, player. I see ya. Uh, to upset the Red Sox in a weird line game. Zach Plesak has been up and down, but I'm gonna back that. It's a weird line. I mean a dollar twenty a dollar twenty five at home for the Red Sox. I mean come on. Right. And they're battling with the Yankees for that wild card spot against a team who's a one game above five hundred and four games below five hundred on the road. That, that, that's just sketchy to me. Sketchy. The Reds. The Red Sox are 17 games above 500 at home, and the Indians are four games below 500 on the road. And you're telling me it's only a dollar 25. Right. Cheap. That's a simple line read for me. Indians plus 115. I like it. Um, you got a nice play on the next game. We're obviously going to stay off the Tigers and the Reds, I believe. Yes. Um, but you have a good play on the Rays. It looks. Man, like we're going to go with the Tampa Bay Rays today. You got Patino on the mound, four and three. Uh, a 4-2-4 ERA, not uh, something to write home about, but you do have them playing at home against the Twinkies mm-hmm. today as they are a minus $2 favorite against the Twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a guy named Jax on the mound. He's got a, over a 6 ERA. I'm taking that as an easy win. I'll take the Rays. I'm going to put that uh, together with the Blue Jays. So, okay. so far, those are my two picks today. I like that. Rays and Blue Jays. Um, that's a good start to uh, two teams battling. Obviously, Rays are trying to win that American League East, and Toronto's battling for that wild card. So very meaningful. Um, I'm going to circle back to a team that's fighting for their playoff lives too, and that's the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies are taking on the Marlins today. Zach Wheeler looks like he's going to get the start. There's no line out for this yet. But um, to throw your horse on a Sunday game that's very, very important for you to win, You know, we talked about that NL East and how tight it is. Um, the Phillies are only two back, and the Braves got a tough one today in Colorado, which we'll talk about later. But I'm going to take the Philadelphia Phillies today, money line, to defeat the Marlins and uh, keep pushing towards that playoff. I think they're getting a little hot at the right time. They've lost a couple in a row here, but I think they can bounce back today with their horse on the mound. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Phillies to win that game today. Um, and now that's all the 10 a.m. games. Now you got something for us at 11. I sure do. I got the Chicago White Sox of Dylan Cease on the mound. Okay. Sporting that 11-6 record with a 3.82 ERA. He's pitching against, on the road, the Royals with Singer, at who's a 3-9 record here. Yeah. 
White Sox won 10-7 yesterday. I am looking for them to win again today with plus two runs, over two runs, I'm sorry. So I'm taking the White Sox minus one and a half runs, minus $1.10. Okay. That is the pick for Boogie on the third. So we got we got White Sox, we got Rays, and we got Blue Jays. We're going to go down to these 1 o'clock games now. But before we do, you have another bet in your bag on another NLEs team here. Braves at Rockies from Coors Field. Now this is a little bit of a stab here, and I'm playing on the pitcher. Okay. The Braves have not been playing very well. They got to turn it around, though, if they want to play and make the playoffs here. Yeah. So Charlie Martin on the mound playing against the Rockies on the road. Again, the Rockies got them again yesterday. Morton's 12-5 with a 3-5-2 ERA. I'm taking the Braves in a close game, minus $1.98. Okay. So almost $2 favorite here. Okay. And I'm going to take them again to start to right the ship over the Rockies. I like that you're taking meaningful teams and meaningful games, and I'm going to circle right back, and I'm going to go with the team that we discussed earlier, the San Diego Padres today. Now, I know Chris Paddock has been a little helter-skelter. He's been up and down. But to only be a half a game back here, and a big series against the Houston Astros, who's the American League West leaders. Um, they actually beat the Astros yesterday, 10-2. Tatis and Machado hitting absolute nukes. Been a great series. This is the rubber match. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back the Padres here. Um, right now, you know, San Diego being at home, really small favorite, minus $1.08 on the penny line. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back San Diego here, West-West, y'all. Uh, Padres minus $1.08. They get it done today, and they beat the, they beat the Astros. Okay, let's go. Um, and then you have one last one ten game, flexing. My man, flexing. Yes, sir. We Talk got about. the Seattle Mariners with Chris flexing on the mound today. Eleven and five with a sporting a three five two ERA. He is a small favorite on the road over those lowly D backs. Mm-hmm. You got Gilbert on the mound, one and two ERA is pretty good at a two nine three. But I can't see the Mariners losing to this Diamondbacks team today with flexing on the mound. Minus $1.22. Give me the Mariners. Seattle Mariners, another team that needs to win. Only four games back of the wild card and a must-win game against a team they should probably beat. Makes sense to me. Boogie doesn't play around with all of those teams that are meaningless. He really does not. I like that you have a whole bunch of teams on here that that need to win. And I am going to back the best team in baseball tonight. Um, I like... The Dodgers tonight. Walker Bueller. It looks like the probable pitcher for the Giants is going to be Quintana. Um, I think the Dodgers show the Giants here. I think this is the, the most pivotal game of the season. Could on be. Sunday Night Baseball here. Could be. And I think this is where the Dodgers make their stretch run and they start. They're going to take the lead. They're going to win the night. And they're going to take a one-game lead in the National League West. And they're never going to look back. Yeah, I like it. I'm I going like to take it. the Los Angeles Dodgers to defeat the Giants. Um those are our plays. I, I like these plays a lot, Boog. Um, Nationals, Indians, good dogs there. Philly, San Diego, L.A. for me. For Boogie, we got Toronto, Tampa Bay, Chicago, Atlanta, Seattle. So, I mean, I, I like all those. Um, Toronto and Chicago run line, just so we're clear. Absolutely. Tampa, Atlanta, Seattle to win. Okay. I'm liking what we have here. That's our five-pack of baseball plays for you all. The five-pack. <clears throat> Before we get down to best bets here, let's discuss. We have a college football game tonight. One and one, and one only. ABC game here on Labor Day weekend. 
4.30 p.m. ABC. We got the Notre Dame Fighting Irish traveling to Dope Campbell Stadium in Tallahassee to take on the Florida State Seminoles. Notre Dame is a seven-point road favorite over-unders right around that 55-and-a-half, 56th area in most places. What are you looking at here in today's game? You got a number nine in the country laying a touchdown on the road to a Florida State team who's they've kind of disappeared over the years. I wonder if this is a bounce back. We talked about how the ACC has been pretty decent. Remember, Notre Dame actually was in the ACC last year during COVID. Now they're back to their independent status, but they opened with an ACC game. Um, what do you like in here? This game is going to be coming down to a, a little bit of who does not make the most mistakes. Uh, I agree. We have Notre Dame last year beating this Florida State team 42-26. to Wow. We had a different team, though, last year. You had Ian Book at quarterback. Yes. You had a bunch of other guys that were stars. Again, these guys turn over their, their players all every year. We are looking, though, at a Florida State team that I think can at least cover the seven. Yes. Uh, keeping it close. Notre Dame, if they want to get back into the playoffs, they need to win this game. I think Florida State at home, though, can show some toughness and at least keep it close. I'm taking the seven. All right. I'm going to go to the total in this game. I like the under. I like two decent defenses. Florida State's going to have a young, improved defense as opposed to last year. Notre Dame is always strong defensively, and they like to run the football. I'm literally going to go with the under 56 points. If it's a 55 and a half, I'm going to buy that hook up to 56. I don't. I just don't see there being eight touchdowns in this game. I really don't. Um that's going to be my play. And now that we're transitioning into best bets, that's going to be my best bet. Um, Florida State, Notre Dame, under 56, Barron's best bet. Boogie, you got a six-pack of plays here. You got five baseball. You got the college football game tonight. What are we going with for Boogie's blockbuster best bet? Boogie's blockbuster best bet is going to be the Chicago White Sox on Dylan Cease on the mound, laying one and a half against these Royals. We got their bats heating up, getting ready for the playoffs. This is just going to be another sleepy day at home watching my White Sox win. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, That's episode 77 in a nutshell. The under 56 for me in the football game tonight. And the White Sox minus a run and a half. Boogie and Barron's blockbuster best bets. Before we sign off, I wanted to just give a little preview to next week's show. We have... Uh, four college football games on Friday and a full slate on Saturday. So episode 78, we will catch you guys either Friday or Saturday for episode 78. Very, very excited for that. College football week two, we will preview all the games and we will give you guys some winners. Thank you all for listening. Go get those best bets. Go get all those winners. We got 12 of them for you. Bearing out. Boogie out.